How many times have you wanted to do something, but it just didn't feel like the right time, whether it was to make a huge change about ourselves personally, or to just take a leap about something with a relationship or a move, or maybe a job or career change or something with school, and you just felt like, it's just not the right time, let me keep waiting. Well, today's podcast is going to be all about that, time, decision-making, and waiting. Let's go. Hello, Sam alaikum. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you twice a week, Mondays and Fridays, on topics that you love. Now, the whole series that we have been doing, which was the friendship series, was totally no credit to me. It was from many sisters, so may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward the sisters that have suggested that to me, as other sisters have been thanking me for it. And I just keep diverting them back to the person who is getting all the reward for that, other than me. So alhamdulillah, that's the beauty of this podcast community when we suggest things that are meaningful to us, but so many other people wanted to hear those too. And alhamdulillah, I'm really excited. We're about to travel and I keep reaching out on Instagram. There's a lot going on in the UK right now, I know. So here's my little plea for help on one thing. Um, as we're going into like the things that you help each other with, I want to ask for some help. If any of you are from the UK and specifically um, you're living in London, I may be traveling recently and I heard it may or may not be a great time for travel. So if you know anything about suggestions for that as I will be traveling in August in Chalabas and Thailand, let me know on Instagram. I would love to hear your feedback. You guys are awesome. There was a cafe I went to the other day. You guys shared. There was a sister who needed a resource and one sister shared the other. Like that's the beauty of this community. Keep sharing, helping and supporting one another as women. We do not have to be competitive, which you know I hate. Women are always doing that and I'm like community over competition. That's the way to go over here. And that's what we love. Um, one huge announcement before we start. We're really excited because in August, we're focusing on ha- um, helping married women. A lot of women are struggling in their marriages, um, feeling that maybe their husband is not listening to them, right? He's not really communicating, doesn't want to communicate. He's a bad communicator or generally you feel like you're talking to the wall. So we're going to be have some sessions on how to get him to listen and I hope you guys get excited that will be inside of the marriage boost challenge we'll do in August and a couple other things how to increase intimacy we're going to go like into topics that we don't usually talk about um, out loud um, I feel like a lot of Muslim women get a lot of advice for marriage and stuff from non-Muslims a lot of told me they've gone to therapists with their husbands and when it comes to issues of like the husband's rights, a lot of time the non-Muslim therapists are telling them that their husband has ego problems or he has, um, you know, whatever, codependency and like, oh, they throw all these words. My point to you is this, forget all of whether or not he has ego problems or not. I just want to talk to you about the fact of taking um, perspectives from Western psychology can be really tricky. So what we're going to be doing inside of the challenge is having a lot of fun in supporting you and supporting one another in the things that have been challenging for us, uplifting our self-esteem, our self-worth. A lot of people are struggling in their marriages because they feel crushed. They don't feel worthy. They don't feel good as a person. Their self-esteem is low. We're going to address all that. So excited. August 1st, it's going to open up. Look for the registration. I'll probably put them below in the show notes here and on Instagram. All right. So going straight up into the topic of today, um, I spent yesterday and, you know, the day before, and I'll probably spend a good part of the weekend sitting in the house of a sister that I know who just lost her son. He was 21. 
she has a schedule with him where he comes home from work and he goes and he takes a little rest before Maghrib. And then, you know, the family wakes him up for Maghrib. They pray, they eat dinner and they all eat together. Well, you know, the other day they went to go wake him up and he did not wake up. Alhamdulillah. And so he was only 21. Now, they're trying to investigate what happened, but they think most likely it was a heart attack. But let me say this to you, sisters. I had sat with that sister just a couple weeks prior at a table, laughing, joking. Everybody's talking about the future, what's going to happen. And little did we know this life-changing event would happen. And to sit with a mother who is grieving, it is often there are no words to say to this mother. And I want you, I want to say it was very... All the women who were sitting at that table, they ended up, you know, going to her house. And what's beautiful in, in my husband's community is because this person was from our family, um, is that everybody goes to the woman's house. I, it was really, really beautiful. I don't see this type of support. And I would love to hear if you do these in your countries as well. Um, they all go over for days and days and days and just cook and clean her house for her and sit with her so she's not alone at least you know three four five days i mean just surround her with reminders of the quran and the sunnah they even brought in a woman who came in she wouldn't leave her bed to talk about um you know all the beautiful you know mercies of allah and what to do and how to help the person who has passed and what we all can do to help the the, the family and just beautiful reminders and so the reason i want to start off with that in this podcast today is you know I had heard of the things she's planning and we're all planning. We're all planning something that is in the future. Now, the other day too, there was a passing of some really famous people who have huge impacts on the Muslim community. One of them was an Arabic teacher from London. I think he was in the East London um, masjid there. And another one was um, Hamda Sharif and he is um, one of the founders of Al-Maghrib. And the point is a lot of people who are young, I'm talking 20s, 30s, 40s, out of nowhere, no preconceived notions. I mean, sometimes that one um, brother who from uh, London, he he did end up getting diagnosed with an illness. I believe it was cancer. And, you know, alhamdulillah, that's also a rahmah, even though it doesn't feel like it, I know. But again, things proceeding quickly or out of nowhere, like the brother, Hamza um, Sharif, the sheikh, like nowhere, out of nowhere. And this brother, uh, 21 out of nowhere. So it really had me thinking as a mother, how many things I plan and how I treat people around me and how if I was to leave right now, what those people would say about me. You know, you're going to assume maybe from listening to the podcast that like, oh, she's doing this, she's doing that. Everybody has mistakes. I have a lot of mistakes. I need to fix them. You have mistakes. Our sister to the right and left of us has mistakes. But instead of focusing on other people's mistakes, if you focus more on our own and less about how much we don't like ourselves because of our mistakes and more about pleading to Allah to help us with them, that would just be more beneficial with our energy. And so today's podcast is just a reminder that there's a lot of things in life we're all planning. But if we get ripped off the earth in an instant, what is going to happen with those plans? And are the plans we're focusing on really going to help us in the akhirah? For example, I was really reflecting on the other day with parents. I deal with a lot of women between the ages of 18 to 24 and their parents. And I was having a lot of conversations with parents who are asking me to help their daughters get married. And I said, well, I don't help women get married. I help educate and empower them so they can get married the right way. Because what I want for women is I want women to know how to make choices on their own and feel good and solid about those choices, confidence and clarity, right? 
It's the same thing with women in marriages. A lot of women stay in these marriages and the marriages are not healthy. And a lot of women ask me, do I have to stay? I can't make that decision for you. But what I can say to you is this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this goes to all my sisters listening, does not need you to be a martyr. Okay? He needs you to know his rules and to try to use them to live a good quality life. For example, does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allow women to get struck and beaten? Of course not. But there are women in domestic abuse situations and their family members, when they reach out for help, are telling them, oh, sabr, sabr, jameel, be careful, be patient, be this. He doesn't mean this. He does. Absolutely ridiculous. There is a time for patience and there is a time for proactivity. Really clear here is you are in charge of your future. You have to take the reins. And some of us think we have more time than we do. And most of us think, you know, not me, not tomorrow, but I can tell you I'm sitting around tons of people, even just a sister the other day, and and she almost lost her baby. And so like like things we never think because there's no signs. Everybody's perfectly healthy. Everything's fine. But out of nowhere, things become incredibly difficult overnight to the point of people being almost depressed. If you're a person who is struggling with your husband, There is something that can be done if you don't know what it is, you just haven't found it out yet. Now today what I want to introduce to you is the word yet. You're like, oh, congratulations. I think I know English. (laughs) I think I've heard that three-letter word before. Well, the good thing about this three-letter word is it's transformational. So I had shared this on um, a workshop challenge that I was doing. I was doing one for um, single women and how to find a spouse. A lot of times we have these like crazy, horrible thoughts about ourselves, about our life situations, and we start to get really, really worried about them. Now in August, I'll do a lot more like in detailed step-by-step, like how you can actually fix things in your marriage that are very, very basic. You don't have to go like off to couples therapy. You know, it's not going to take you like the amount of time it would take you to watch like two seasons of your favorite show in Netflix. Like I'm just giving you an example. Like some stuff is actually really simple, but we are bypassing it and it is just key. For example, there's certain things about men, and I'll be really careful what I say here, certain things about men, like they're just things that men do. Like, but unfortunately, because we're having that problem with our husband, we think it's our husband, but it's actually just men. You know, that mind shift from like, oh, it's not my husband's personal dig on me. That's just how he's crafted. And he doesn't get what I'm trying to explain because men don't get that the same way as women don't get. And likewise, I bet you if we sat with a bunch of guys, right, they'd be like complaining all about us, right? Like, oh, women are like this. So here's the thing. There's certain things that are just guy things and women things. And then at the end of the day, we have to try to ask ourselves, like, is that really my personal problem with my husband? Or is that something just the way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala crafted men? And That's all I'm going to really say about that. But at the same time, what I want us to understand is that a lot of us, we think we have really um, unfixable situations or that we're just not lovable. I have women calling me all the time that think that, hey, you know, my husband, he just, um, you know, doesn't spend that much time with me. And, And when I ask women, and this is a really tricky one to ask women, I ask them about intimacy. Um, there's a point where I have to get into a conversation with them about their husband where I say, um, so like, how are you guys intimately? And then like, usually when women have all these problems that they tell me and I ask them about that, they usually like on a scale of one to 10, it's like zero to three. Yeah. And there's a big correlation right there. And that's a whole nother thing. So when I go to talk to you guys in August, a lot about marriage, we're going to make sure we get 
into that piece as well. Because there's a lot of us feeling really awkward about that area, don't have anyone to talk to, and we get that. And a lot of us also, we always envisioned our husbands to be our best friend, right? We envisioned him to be like this or that. And most of us, when it comes to our problems, we're kind of feeling alone, we're feeling isolated, but we're just kind of waiting for things to get better. And what I find is the longer you wait in a marriage to fix things, the farther you're drifting apart. I want you guys to imagine, um, I had a friend and we went to the beach and she was in the water and we were all just swimming and hanging out. And I think we had come back in the shore and she decided to stay out. Well, she decided, you know what? It's been a stressful week. I'm just going to relax. I'm just going to like, you know, dip my head back here and just allow the water just, and the, it was no rough waves, nothing. It was just totally still and just relax. Well, guess what? As she relaxed and thought and pondered and whatever, she slowly drifted off into one direction. When she turned around, she didn't realize how far she was from the shore. Then she, she realized and she decided, I'm going to start swimming towards the shore. But guess what? The water started picking up and pushing her. And then she was pushing against the water and the water was pushing her. And that picture right there is very much what it's like when you let marriage go and then you realize this is serious and you try to get it all back together. You're going to find it extremely hard to get back to shore. Extremely hard to get back to the place where communication is civil or happening at all or clear or one person's respecting the other person's emotions about things. The longer you wait, the farther you drift. Now, some of our Muslim families are drifting to the point where they are just like two ships passing in the night in the house. They're not even close to being like a marriage. It's more like roommates almost. And with that type of marriage, we can all say, you know, and I've seen women do this, you know, I'm, I'm just going to focus on the kids. You know what? Forget him. I'm just going to focus on the kids. But can I, can I tell you something? That's not really what's happening. If we're honest, what's happening is the kids, as you think you're focusing on them and just kind of ignoring your husband and the way he's dealing with you and whatnot. Um, the kids are watching your relationship. They're watching your marriage. They're watching my marriage and they're taking notes. This is how husbands and wives behave. They ignore one another what matters to one another and they deflect and they focus on the children and they don't have a real marriage and there's no love present. There's no rahmah, mercy and empathy present. We are giving them the most horrible marriage lesson on earth. Number one. Number two, it is so damaging to children to see you emotionally dysfunctional, to see me emotionally dysfunctional. Do you think a two-year-old cannot pick up on if you're sad? Do you think if a two-year-old cannot pick up on if you're angry or frustrated with daddy? They know from the smallest age. There are so many unconscious messages we're giving to our families as we wait and we wait with problems that we're not rectifying within our homes, within our lives, within ourselves. So today's podcast is a small reminder that waiting only worsens the problem. Pushing it down in our chest and deflecting and playing on the phone more often, taking phone calls, watching videos, doing something else to not feel the pain doesn't help. And what helps is what? What helps is addressing the pain, obviously, right? Now, I had mentioned podcasts back when I mentioned that we were reading Yasmin Majahed's book, um, Healing, I think it was Healing the Emptiness because we were doing that in the book club. We were talking about the fact that pain 
is a given, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, you're going to be tested. You're going to be tested with your family, your wealth, your health, and all that stuff. So pain is going to happen, but pain is temporary. Very, very, very temporary. Alhamdulillah. And for the believer that has a good response to pain, it's, it's like here and gone tomorrow. But there's a difference when you don't heed to the messages of pain. That's what we talked about. How when you're looking at the pain and then you're just looking away. And you're like, that'll work itself out. Inshallah, I got all this other stuff to focus on right now. And there's never going to be a good time. You know how I know that? Because life is not going to stop for you. It doesn't stop for me. In fact, it only gets worse. Tell me if you know what I'm talking about. It feels like when you have a problem, like two, three other problems come. It's like they're all at once. And then you just get overwhelmed. Then you get frustrated. Then like the littlest thing sets you off. And then you just, like if you had a bad relationship problem, that relationship problem gets worse with that person. And then because you're so irritable, it just kind of resonates and gets irritable with everyone. Then all of a sudden you're snapping at the kids and yelling at the kids. Or, you know, like, and so my point is, whatever your issue is, my issue is, no one is going to save us but ourselves, and there is no good time. Life moves on. So one thing I want to say is that I learned in my life, it's like my season in my life, is that I have to be very mindful, right? That's why we have mindfulness, right? And I'm aware of this emotions that start to happen in my chest. I start to feel my neck tighten. I start to feel my hands clench or my breathing change. And I start to become more aware of how my body feels, I usually start to feel very exhausted. And then I start to ask myself, why? Why is all this happening? We have to do like a self-check-in. So I encourage you to do a self-check-in. And then once you have those things, I encourage you to find just a moment or two alone to breathe and start to just sit alone. Even if it's outside, I could hear the birds outside right now, my window, and just sit with Allah and ask him, Ya Allah, help me. Help me and let's see what's going on with myself right now. But the other thing, you know, other than being mindful of yourself, sisters, and slowing down, you have to take action. It's not just patience, like I said in the beginning. Patience is true, but it's patience and proactivity. I wish when people gave advice of sabr, they equally said, like, patience and proactivity. What are you doing to fix it, to change it? Some women will say it can't be changed. I say the word yet. So I told you earlier, we're going to focus on the word yet. So as I'm closing the podcast, I'm just introducing this concept. One of the beautiful things of having a growth mindset, and you guys have heard me in old podcasts. If you're my longtime listeners, shout out to you. Shout out to Thrive members too with your self-care summer. I know we have some awesome things coming for you. And this is all part of slowing down and taking care of yourself. Noticing you, noticing what you need. I could hear some of you going right now, like, I don't even have time to think what I need. I have this coming up. I know that's why I'm saying we have to learn how to, how to determine what can wait. Everything feels urgent when you're stressed out. I can do this. I guess this. Do you, do you really have to do that right now? Yes. Yes. Are you sure? Are you really sure? I had a call, somebody call me the other day like that. Just this, 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 this. I said, think about that. Is someone going to, you know, lose it if that doesn't happen right now? No, I guess I could. Yeah. Let's talk about what's the smallest thing you could do right now to make yourself feel better. The smallest thing. Let's not reach for anything huge. We're not trying to fix your husband. We're not trying to like fix your self-esteem issue right now. We're trying to just talk about what's the littlest thing. I need a little time to myself. I need 10 minutes a day. I need to breathe. I need my space. Cool. Let's carve that out. No, I don't have time. Do you? Let's find, let's find that time in that 24 hours. And that's the other thing I want to just mention to you guys is time 
we always think we don't have enough. But guess what? Let's be fair. In the time of the prophet, peace be upon him, they used to read and read and read and write books and memorize Quran and dua, and they had the same 24 hours. They had no modern day conveniences. They were cooking from scratch outside, getting the fuel with the fire and the and the wood sticks and the coal or whatever they're using at that time, you know, the, I don't want to say like the dung or whatever, you know, and at the end of the day, there was, there's washing by the by the the, the 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 water that they got in the buckets or the or the um you know the the pools of water that they had or the well or whatever nobody is using a washing machine a microwave a quick uber ride a phone a quick plane ride everybody's doing everything 10 times harder than we do now and they had more time how baraka when you're close to Allah, he gives you barakah in your time. He gives you blessing in your time. How close are you to Allah right now, sis? How much are you praying on time? How much are you making dhikr Allah all day? Just like, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, akbar. The best of words, right? How are we doing that? I can't, I don't have time. That's not fair. We're here only for ibadah, only for worship. And then we wonder why we have problems. So the lessons of today are one. Walas, by Allah... Everyone who doesn't take control of time is at loss. And when Allah says loss, he means devastating loss if we can't get a hold of our time. So you've got to grab that time and hold it tight to your heart. Number one. Number two is you have to be positive, sis. There is a solution for everything. You just haven't found it yet. Maybe this podcast is your reawakening, is your is your beautiful reminder that you have to take care of yourself right now. You have to stop just surviving in your house whether it's with your parents, if you're not married, or whether it's you're married. And by the way, when I say I'm going to do things in August for women about marriage, I want to say this. Proactivity, remember when I said that? That's important for unmarried women. I mean, I, I if someone had come to me telling me how to have proper communication with my husband before I got married, how much better would my marriage be? So let's be proactive. Everything I'm going to do in August, I want unmarried and married women and divorced women to listen up because this is stuff from the Quran and Sunnah that will help us to communicate with men, which is really hard, right? I know. But it's not just the communication. It's what the lack of communication does. It isolates us. It makes us feel alone unloved, undesired, and unwanted. And then what happens next? We start to question our worth. Like it has anything to do with him and it doesn't. But we do that, right? And then we start to feel really down and maybe anxious or depressed. All of that can be eliminated with proactivity. And that's why we're here for you. All right. So you look forward to those coming up. You pay attention to everything we're about to be sending on the, the pipeline. We have so, so much ways to heal your marriage, quick tips and fixes, things you probably are not doing that could be doing that can make huge pivotal moves. All that stuff for you guys. We have you in mind. So for other people who are married, we got you. If you're in your situation, it's okay. No matter how bad it is, there's always a way. If you're divorced and afraid to go into a new marriage, well, then why not learn what mistakes we made prior? And for people who are not married yet, why not learn? before you have to go through it so you're ready all right don't forget time time is everything and mastering time is part of our uh, islamic worship may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for you to use all your time wisely and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you to be proactive to take the next step you have to to do that thing you know you need to do for yourself in your life right now all right talk to you in the next podcast have an awesome weekend assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh